We believe running is freedom and empowerment. We believe running solves problems and makes people happy. We even believe that if more people run, the world will be a better place. We believe in running because it is our passion. This is the Big Peach Running Company Run ATL Podcast with your host, Mike Cosentino. Glad tidings and run happy, my friends. My name is Mike Cosentino, and from the capital of the South, this is the Run ATL Podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you and our friend D2 Dolomite, Dave Martinez, a special episode for us this evening. Yes, and it's good to be here, and it's and we're in that time of the year where it rings true, the uh, heat, the hills, and humidity. That is so true, and it is also the time of year when we can talk about, and will in this episode, the AJC Peachtree Road Race, the 49th running this year. That's right, but before we get to that, we have a couple uh, you know, acknowledgments. So for the first time in history... The Georgia Bulldogs, the University of Georgia, are the the men won the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championship. So congratulations National to the champions. That's right. Bulldog Nation. And this happened, of course, because the championships occur in Eugene, Oregon, which is like, you know, Track City, that USA. That is Track City, USA, although maybe Athens, Georgia is making a case for that now with our national champions on the men's team. That's right. But not... Uh, we don't want to forget, obviously, is that the women's, uh, the, the Lady Bulldogs, came in second place. So they're uh, they're a fi- you know finalist and, and came finished second in the outdoor uh, track and field championship as well. So congratulations to the Lady Bulldogs as well. So that's awesome, a terrific honor for both teams. The Lady Bulldogs probably feel a little bit like the football team did this past year, where didn't quite come out on top. But what a great season! And to your point. Both teams have so much of which to be very, very proud. Even closer to home, D2, you mentioned this earlier. Kyle and Brent Pease were with us earlier this year. For those of you who have not heard that episode on the Run ATL podcast, do yourself a favor and check it out. But you ran into Brent recently. Give us some really cool news that he shared with you. So, yeah, I ran into Brent recently, and uh, I had already heard the news because I was uh, actually following. It was uh, a friend that was uh, competing at uh, the Raleigh 70.3 a couple weeks ago, and following through social media, there was an announcement made. And first of all, for those that didn't listen, you know, go back to episode 22 because one of the things that we discussed and that Kyle and Brent mentioned was their goal was to get to Kona, to raced the Ironman World Championships and they had petitioned and had applied and done everything they could and 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 after doing three completed three Ironman and six half Ironman and multiple races had not gotten in. Upon completion of Ironman uh, or yeah, half Ironman in Raleigh, they got notified that they are in. They're in Kona. They're going to Kona. So congratulations to you to both uh, Brett and Kyle. I know it wasn't easy. Um, they've put a lot of you know training and a lot of years of hard work, and obviously the work that they've done has benefited you know over 125 families that have crossed the finish line. So they're doing fantastic work, but now comes the hard part. They need help getting there. Getting to Kona is not easy for anyone, but what a great story! One that will continue to be written with Brent and Kyle Pease. 
heading to Hawaii. We'll have more on that, I'm sure, D2, as the summer progresses and as we get closer to that event itself. But right now, it is time to speak about the event that is right in front of us, the AJC Peachtree Road Race. I mentioned earlier, this is the 49th running of that here in 2018. We always do a special episode connected to this race because it's almost a season unto itself for our business at Big Peach Running Company and really for the Atlanta marketplace and for runners everywhere. But also, it is so important to mention this at the onset, this episode and what we are going to bring you, it is not just for those of you who have already registered and plan to participate in this race. This is content you'll appreciate whether you're doing the race this year or not. In addition, this will be released mere days before the AJC Peachtree Road Race once again takes place on Independence Day. But we believe we've got content and a couple of our featured content uh, conversations bringing you material that is relevant all year long. One of the conversations, D2, as you know, might be particularly timely because it's with our lieutenant governor and one of the gubernatorial candidates for this year, Casey Cagle. So we've got all kinds of great material for that. We will have both Casey Cagle. We'll also have the gentleman, the only person who has run all 48 of the AJC Peachtree Road Races. He's doing number 49 this year, Coach Bill Thorne, a friend of ours, and I believe a friend to the entire community, runners, walkers, and all fitness enthusiasts alike. He gives us great instruction. We're going to listen to that instruction. I hope we're going to follow that instruction. This is part of a treasure trove that we ultimately put together last year. D2, you remember, some of our listeners may remember, there was an event called the Charity Chase. It was for the Atlanta Track Club Kilometer Kids Program and Cheney Stadium, which is a facility that's been around since before 1996 when the Centennial Olympic Games were here in Atlanta. That facility fell into disrepair over the course of time, and the Charity Chase helped the Kilometer Kids program, doing great things every year, all year long, as well as some refurbishments for Cheney Stadium that now, how wonderfully timed with the marathon trials for 2020 coming to Atlanta, I'm sure that stadium will once again see recreational and elite athletes alike. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so what we have here is uh, some a, a few conversations that we didn't quite get to last year, but they're still relevant this year. And we'll have all those coming up after the break. Celebrate our nation's independence with the official shoe of the AJC Peachtree Road Race, the Mizuno Wave Rider with the new Wave Knit Upper for a more comfortable and improved fit. Whether you're running down Peachtree Road on July 4th or need some cool kicks that show off your American pride, these shoes will get you noticed. Don't delay. As in previous years, these limited edition shoes are expected to go quickly. They're available now at all seven Big Peach Running Company locations and online at bigpeachrunningco.com. What better place to start than with the only person to have ever run every single AJC Peachtree Road Race since its inception, Coach Bill Thorne here to my right. All the experience you could possibly imagine. To his right, Nicole Feagans, state champion here in Georgia, head of the Georgia Tech. We'll talk about some of her amazing accomplishments. But first, Coach, 
one of the things that I think has not been asked maybe often enough. When the first race was done, so here's a statistic for y'all. When the first race was done, 150 people towed the line. The finish line saw 110. So that's over a 25% attrition rate. You are not one of those. You've run every race since. So two things as it relates to longevity. Why were there so many people who did not make it that first year? You said I wasn't one of. No, them. you were one of the 110. You were one of the 110 who finished. You were not one of those who were part of the attrition rate. Well, I see what you're getting to because I've had questions asked before pertaining to uh, oh, it was just 110 people in the beginning. Yep. And I go no, and I didn't know the exact number, but I used the term 150, and yep. I just heard you say that. Yep. So. That, that must be... It is, and so 40 people, if we think but, about tomorrow's race, I would hope that 25% who start right. would not end up in the medic's tent or would not that's, end up on the sideline. So that's a big attrition rate, 25%. What did you do the first year to make sure you got to the finish line? Well, of course, you being there the first year, and you got to look back and, and see what the situation was, and there wasn't all that many people who were into running. Yeah, okay. And... Uh, <laughs> So that's, that's why that occurred. In, in one sense, you could say, how come more wasn't in, in the uh, tent group? Sure, so 1970, out. you think about 1970, when this gets started, and Bill, Coach, you were so right about that. Not that many people who were actually into running. Now that's changed. 60,000 people, but you're the only one who can say, yes, tomorrow on the 48th running, I'll be there, and I'll also be in Piedmont Park. What do you attribute being able to do it every single year? What is that secret that you can let everyone know about? Well, first of all, uh, I'm not in Piedmont Park yet. <laughs> and uh, that's my goal, to start and finish and get there. But uh, yes, I've been asked that question many I times bet. about uh, what it takes to get there. Well, of course, a lot of people will go, oh, I've run this many or I've run that many. But I, I hear people always say, yeah, but you can't have run all of them unless you ran the first one. And so um, it just, at that time, it was just something that was catching on, and, and no one knew that it was going to grow to what it has come to today. And uh, that's part of me in how I've done that all of those years. I just believe in, uh, in consistency and that... Uh, you got to commit yourself and then stay with it. And so that's probably the main thing in doing it. Is it like what it was that first year or two? No, because you got all that many pair of shoes that are all over the place there. <laughs> and uh, it, it's, it's changed tremendously. But it's still something that I look forward to. And... And I thank the Lord for allowing me to be healthy enough to get this far. Well, and, and you're working with the Lord and doing your part. And so the word was consistency, and that's so important. So he says very humbly, and I love this about you and the fact that you're like, well, I haven't made it to Piedmont Park yet. 47 times already making the trip. I feel pretty convinced. I don't know if anybody wants to take me up on a bet on this. I'm betting that he's going to be in Piedmont Park. I doubt there are going to be any takers that that won't be the case. We were out in the hall right next to where Nicole was doing her running. We're going to touch on that here in a second. And so I asked Bill before coming to doing this Facebook Live, what are these tips that you might give somebody who wants to start a streak of their own? He touched his toes 
at 87 years of age, no bending of the knees, I can barely touch my shin bone. He did the hurdler stretch with his nose. I've got the map of Italy on my face. I can't touch my knee with it. And he can touch his knee with his nose. Incredibly flexible, very, very pliable. <laughs> and a workout routine that is 365 days a year. That's correct. Somewhere between 45 and 90 minutes long when it's cardio, it's flexibility, and it's strength training. Mm -hmm. And here's where we're going to segue into having Nicole here. Also a coach, longtime coach at Landmark Christian. A lot of amazing athletes, a tremendous number of teams that I know that many in the metro area are familiar with. Nicole, you're one of the latest of those who have performed at Landmark, have put some amazing accomplishments on the board. Obviously had the good fortune of working with Coach Thorne the entire way. But now here you are, you think about going up there and running on that treadmill because you're an all metro athlete. You're a state champion. You're a scholarship recipient. What is it that you've learned from coach or that you've learned in your experience thinking, you know what, our running experience, longevity wise, hugely different. Mm -hmm. So what would you say from your seat in terms of what you've already learned, whether from him or just on your own? Let me clear one thing about right. her. <laughs> you said state champion. You see there are seven different classes in the Georgia High School yep. Association. And we're just a little tiny class A. She's the best in all seven divisions, no matter what. So this is one of the things at Big Peach Running Company, we've had the good fortune of working with Landmark Christian Athletes, and he is so humble about himself, but he will brag on his athletes all day long, which is so, so cool. And, and truly to kind of, kind of build on that, top 10 ranking nationally. So he's not just saying it because he likes you and he knows a little bit about you. It's true. It's not just some little school and some little accomplishment that you've had. You've had accomplishments that are well beyond just some little school. But still, take us take us to what you've learned either from him or what you maybe have learned just on your own that you could share with those of us. Well, one of the big things he said was like consistency and con continuing like what you've been doing. And that's kind of a big thing, I feel like, to even get started in running because it's so hard in the beginning. Like, I remember just coming into my first year at Landmark, I was like, I don't understand what I'm getting into. Like, it's every day working. And it was just a big shock for me. But like once I got past like the first like month of it, I realized like, wow, this really does work. And he's really shown me how like when you put your work into running and just really anything, like it really you really do get an output. And um, I think like that's one of the biggest things with running is just getting yourself to realize it hurts now, but it'll be worth it in the end. And I feel like that's why our team has been pretty good or like good the past couple of years, just because like we like all the girls really get the fact that like if you work hard for it, you can get what you want. So that's awesome. And I think that we can learn so much, not just from state champions, but from those who are younger, because what Nicole said, I think we need to drive home. And that is, it's not easy when you get started. It is consistency that's necessary. So here we are with a state champion who thought it was hard when she first started. It's not like she fell out of a baby jogger into a pair of running shoes and then was crowned state champ. There was a lot of hard work that went into it and it just didn't happen overnight. So when you think about all of the athletes that you've coached and you look at Nicole and you look at what she was doing on the treadmill and now the, the career that she's got both behind her and in front of her, what would you say that you've learned about her and other athletes that you've coached? Like, this is that special something. This is when I know I have someone who really has both a gift and a work ethic to pull out the potential they have. Well, first of all, uh, we need to go back to prior to when she came to our school. And her father, who was a former runner, and he ran 
in the GHSA, and he's accomplished uh, some wins and recognition over the time. But he started her as a middle schooler. I don't know the exact grade. Dad is here somewhere, isn't he? He's right there here he in There's front. Dad. His awesome. name is Chris Figgins. Well and, done, Chris. Uh, he is right at one of the closest that seems to understand what it is that I attempt to get across to the kids. Okay. And he thoroughly 100% backs it up. And you don't get a whole lot of that. So therefore, that's where she really began. And I don't know the type of program she ran with her father. It doesn't matter. It's just the fact that he was willing to put her up there and let me work with her. And the same thing's true with the little sister, Erin. And she also here. is in the 10th grade this year. And he started her probably maybe a little younger. And, and we have to work with her at a different approach. But she's got the same type of tenacity in her that <laughs> Nicole has. And you, you can't coach that. And so for those who thought that Coach Thorne was going to have to rebuild now that Nicole's on her way to Georgia Tech, Aaron is next, so that's not going to be the case. Landmark Christian will continue to be a powerhouse and a team to watch. So before I let you all go, two things for you. First of all, Nicole, Peachtree Road Race, obviously you've been in and around Atlanta long enough. When you think about this particular event or you think about the course, and now we are less than 24 hours before the race begins, what is it that you think about that one thing that you think about that all of us should maybe be thinking about right now? Um, I guess just try and make sure that you get yourself to the halfway point, I guess. I know okay. it's really intimidating knowing how long it is. And like for me, that's the, like that's a lot to run. So I guess just like every mod, just like, okay, if I take one more step, I'm one step closer. Just keep pushing yourself the whole time. And um, I guess just everybody needs to have that in the back of their heads and then they can all do it. They just keep that in their head. So think about that first half and think about exactly what she said. And, and, and it is a long way. There are going to be some of you that are intimidated. State champion, I know I keep saying it, but what awesome life lessons. She feels maybe a little bit intimidated before the race begins. She may feel a little intimidated as she gets to the bottom of Peachtree Battle and knows she's got uphill miles to go. So if a state champion feels a little bit of intimidation before we get started, then it's okay for you to do the same. So, Bill, you've been down this course enough. I know there's been many courses over the course of time but you're familiar with this course and I know people ask you regularly rightfully so and you've shared that consistency with us but before the race begins tomorrow what are some things that'll be going through your mind that aren't specific to having done this 47 other times which nobody else can relate to but that you think you'll be thinking about that similar to what Nicole just shared all of us should keep in mind well no one can uh get into that unless you're my age <laughs> or maybe just a few years back but uh, everything changes and it's it's now to just the survival mode yep. because you have no idea how you're going to manipulate through it and so you got to be cautious and yet you got to have faith that the Lord will be with you and just trust whatever your body tells you and
go through it because I know all of the different uh, inclines and ups and downs of the entire course and you've got to treat it that way, especially at, at my age. <laughs> and no one will ever know until you get that far. And in the, in the past, I've kind of always, you said I was humble and all of that. But in the past, I've just kind of, when people say something, I go, oh, you don't make over this or uh, you don't put too much uh, attention to what it's like to do it. I'll have to say today, yes, I do. <laughs> it's not easy. And I don't mind saying it because... Again, uh, it's the consistency overall in everything you do that allows you to accomplish something. So you gotta, you just gotta take what your body will give you and listen to it and plot on through. Well, that is the word for today, consistency for sure, and he knows. I would imagine that you have a good sense already that if you were feeling a little bit of trepidation, that's okay. We've got the only gentleman to have done all of them thus far. I believe, without question, you're going to be in Piedmont Park tomorrow. You'll let your faith do what it can. You Obviously, your body will do what it can, and I trust that the combination of faith and all that experience, that humble attitude, will have you in Piedmont Park for the 48th time. Nicole, thank you very much. He is Coach Bill Thorne. She is Nicole Fegans. And welcome back to the Run ATL podcast, our special AJC Peachtree Road Race Edition D2. As you know, we too re-listened to that material from last year's Charity Chase. Listening to it again and again and again would always be a pleasure of mine Coach Bill Thorne, what a special, special dude he is. And I will tell you right now, it's not often that I can say I was right, but I was last year. He indeed ended up in Piedmont Park, just like I claimed he would. He has signed up, like we said earlier, again for this year's the 49th. I believe, once again, I'm going on record. You can vouch that it is before the July 4th holiday and the race itself. He will be there again. He will be there for the 49th time. What are your impressions when you hear that episode again? I mean, I'm just amazed that for, you know, someone's run that long, you know, and consistently and has committed to doing the PG Road Race every single year and now going on to 49 years. That's amazing. Just awesome. And really for all of us, so many of our listeners, you and I cannot yet say we are in our late 80s. But my goodness, do I hope I feel and just live out every single day the way he does when I get there. Now, D2, you and I knew this was coming. I have. We asked many of our store team members to kind of collect and be mindful of the questions they're getting most often inside our stores about the AJC Peachtree Road Race. We have them now. You are kind of our resident expert. So I have these questions that were presented To me, I'm going to ask them to you. I know you will share information that has not only been helpfully shared in the stores recently, but to all of our listeners, let's start with the most popular, always the most popular question this time of year. Can I still get a race number? Uh, The answer 
Technically is no, but there is only one way. Technically, to, but with an asterisk. With an asterisk, like. yes, because the, the, obviously the, the the race sells out. Uh, you've got to go in to you know either be a, a member with the Atlanta Track Club uh, earlier in the year, and you can register and be a guaranteed an entry, or you can go through the lottery and get a number that way. Afterwards, and this is what the time that we're in right now is the you know is to uh, get a number by supporting the kilometers kids and it's $150 with 115 is tax deductible. That's the only way right now that you can get a a number and an entry into the uh, Peachtree Road Race because they are sold out. You got to plan for it and I would recommend anyone that is not a member at this point and and did not get a uh, entry into the Peachtree Road Race become a member next year. A member of the Atlanta Track Club. That's right. Yep. And that way you can assure that you're going to get in and it's not too early to start making plans for the 2019 edition of the AJC Peachtree Road Race because it is number five zero. That's right. right. The 50th running will be next year. I would imagine Atlanta Track Club membership should skyrocket. Certainly the interest in that race will be off the charts. So if you did not get in this year... D2's answer indicated it's not likely to happen unless you make the very wise and generous decision to purchase a kilometer kid's number. But next year, my goodness, you need to be on the ball. You will want to be part of number 50. Dave, the other question that comes up, rightfully so, what we have as the second most popular question this year from our stores has to do with the start. And there are actually a number of questions that kind of dovetail to this, and I'm going to ask you to comment on a few things. But let's just start with where the question normally goes, and that is, what is the best way to get there or to get down to the starting line? The best way is going to be uh, MARTA. There is no parking at, at the start. You know, like most races, there's a place where you can park and you can then, you know, go to your car to the start line. And then once you're done with the race, this is a point-to-point race. Um, and because of the amount of uh, people, you know, 65,000 uh, participants in this race, there is no parking lot that's large enough to hold them, you know, that many vehicles uh, in the Buckhead area. So the best way is to take MARTA. And, uh, you know, there's uh, two lines there that will, you can take. So there's the Doraville line that will, you'll get off at the Lenox uh, Square uh, exit there. And that uh, will take you behind Lenox Mall. And you'll walk uh, to the start line. The other line is the North Springs. And that one you would get off at the Buckhead. And that you'll still have to walk. But it's a little bit closer. But you'll have to walk through the people uh, to get to your corral because you'll be walking to the start line, uh, you know, and and through you know, depending on where your corral is. If your corral is back in like K, you're going to be walking all the way from the start all the way back to K and getting trying to get through people. Um, and then, you know, for those of you that may be all the way in the back, and we recommend, of course, that you uh, look at the. Um, pack a pickup and look at the map for the corrals as it determine where you actually are starting. Because if you're further in the back, it might be best for you to you know even go to the uh, Brookhaven Marta Station, and it might be about a mile walk. There might be a good way of kind of warming up. Uh, that way, you're not having to go through you know 50,000 people if you're you know closer towards the back. So that would be uh, our recommendation. And uh, obviously, get your Marta pass beforehand. Uh, they do sell them at the expo, so you can pick them up as your um, Marta Pass, uh, as you also pick up your, your race number. 
Excellent. That's great advice and certainly some solid guidance for the corral system itself. Make sure you do look at where your corral is located. You're not going to want to be fishing for it on race morning. It will be readily available both to take with you as well as see on site at the Health and Fitness Expo. D2, one thing I think it is our responsibility to mention again and again and again because it is new this year, the race start time. Seven o'clock is when the first gun Actually, there's not a gun. We went through this last year. I'm so That's used right. to having starters guns. For those of you who do not know this, little fun fact, the way that the AJC Peachtree Road Race actually begins is with a hand wave. And the reason that that's the case, heck, I'm, I wish I had done this anyway, D2, but the reason it starts with a hand wave is you can imagine if everybody who is part of that 60 plus thousand field hears a gun go off, there's just this instinct to take off to charge forward and what a mob scene that would be. So it's a silent start. It's a hand wave for those who are at the front. And then of course, as they take off, everybody kind of gets in position and ultimately does it more orderly because the people who are in front of them take off and it just happens the way it should. But that hand wave, not the starter's gun, but that hand wave actually happens at seven o'clock this year. For those who just are so committed to taking a car, You've talked about some fun things they can do if they're willing to do extra distance or if they're willing to do some real distance training for a half marathon or longer. What might you say for that person who's not going to give up Car Happy Atlanta and their driver's license on that morning? So one of the things that I've done in the past, and it really just depends on, and I would not recommend this for a first-timer or someone that is that has only trained to do a, a 10K, but maybe has, uh, you know, has done at least a marathon and maybe, or a half marathon and is willing to use the Peachtree Road Race as more of a training day. And what I've done in the past is I've actually have driven down and parked somewhere, uh, you know, around, you know, the Piedmont Park area, if I can find a, a parking uh, spot early in the morning, or even pay at a lot nearby at one of the shopping centers, and then run to the start, which is always kind of interesting because you're running up Peachtree Road, and it's totally completely empty. You, you, you can run in the middle of the road, and you get to see all the cops and, and, and the water stations as they're being set up, and then run back down, and then, of course, your car is waiting for you, you know, several blocks away, and you don't have to ride on MARTA. You avoid MARTA altogether. The other option, which I've done, and, and, and I would say this is really only truly for the hardcore, is to maybe, you know, because I live in the Brookhaven area, I would run from Brookhaven to the start line, which is, you know, from where I'm at, it's maybe about two miles to the start, run the race, and then run back home. I did not have a great experience because by the time <laughs> I got home, it was probably about 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, you know, you know, and it was probably hot. pretty hot. Absolutely. It was pretty hot. I didn't have the one bottle of water that I carried with me was, you know, you know, was hot and it was like drinking, you know, soup. Um, and, uh, so I wouldn't recommend that, but those are options if you're really kind of out there and crazy and maybe you're training for a marathon or an ultra or something like that and you need to get some, some training miles in and you really want to you know, toughen up. Just just another good reason to stay fit all year long. That way you can deploy tactics like what D2 has done a couple of years. Another question that we get mostly starting July 1st, always on the 2nd and 3rd at the Expo. I'm going to go ahead and touch on this, even though it did not make the top two questions we're getting in the stores already. And that is, can I wear new shoes? 
And here's the answer. We get so many people. We sell a ton of pairs of shoes starting July 1st. We sell a lot of shoes in the month of June because of the AJC Peachtree Road Race. We sell a lot of pairs of shoes on the 2nd and 3rd at the Health and Fitness Expo. And conventionally speaking, nobody would say, yes, you should go out and get a new pair of shoes to wear in a race 24 or even 72 hours before the race starts. But here's my asterisk, D2, and that is, what are your other options? Oftentimes, the person who is getting a pair of shoes on July 3rd is that same person who's largely neglected training or just has not had enough time to consider all of the considerations for their upcoming race. And if your other option is a pair of shoes that the midsole technology is beyond expired, or it's just this crappy, very worthless pair of shoes that has very little value to protecting you from the impact that will occur with every single step, then yes, you should wear new shoes. I am on record saying that. You should wear new shoes if your only other options are actually more risk. Now, here's a tip I will give you. If you wear new shoes, to the extent you can pull the sock liner out of those new shoes and take old shoes or take something that is worn but beyond its useful life from a protection standpoint, put the sock liner in that new pair of shoes. That is a customized piece. You'll see your heel and where your metatarsal region is already on that sock liner from an older shoe. More oftentimes than not, D2, as you well know, the biggest challenge to new shoes is getting that sock liner to not necessarily rub, especially with the moisture and other things like that. Stay away from blisters. This helps eliminate that. So new shoes, when necessary, we're for it. Change out the sock liners if you can, but given the fact that new shoes should always be given some break-in period, it's not too early to be going out and getting them now. That's always the best advice. Speaking of the best advice, D2, I'm going to provide a little bit more. We've got Casey Cagle in our next interview segment. Here's my advice to our listenership. Don't read too much in to the 2008 gubernatorial election. You and I, this is not a couple of pundits, right? I really enjoyed my conversation with Lieutenant Governor Cagle. It was awesome. He came right out of the charity chase, was ready to go with the interview. I did the charity chase not long after him. I know what it's like to go from the treadmill to the microphone. He did a terrific job. I would love nothing more at this point to have someone from Brian Kemp or Stacey Abrams' staff say, hey, we want to be on the Run ATL podcast. You are welcome. If you know these people, tell them to call Mike or to call D2 to send us an email. We will put them on. This is not us getting on our political bandwagon. I would hope that all of us who are listeners to this podcast can say, yes, getting our youth and getting our communities to be more active is something we can support, something that we would vote for. Absolutely, that is true. This is not a political statement. It is a great conversation with an individual who is trying to get the most out of his fitness routine in a busy, busy schedule, something that we can all oftentimes relate to. So after this next break... We will have a 2018 gubernatorial candidate. We will have a conversation from last year as our Lieutenant Governor, Casey Cagle, right after this message. Do your feet hurt? Feel any discomfort in your joints or lower back when you run? Your shoes might be the root of the problem. Whatever your fitness level, your feet should be comfortable and your shoes shouldn't be the cause of an injury or keep you from achieving your fitness goals. Come into any of our seven Big Peach Running Company locations for a free three-step fit process. 
including a video gait analysis. Our professional fitters will help get you into shoes that fit so you can enjoy running, walking, or any activity that requires you to be on your feet. Our 100% satisfaction guarantee will give you peace of mind if your new shoes don't live up to your expectations. Simply return them. No problems, no hassles, no time limit. We want to make sure you're completely happy with your shoes so you can achieve your fitness goals. Visit Big Peach Running Company today. Well, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. So it would be easy. He's been a state senator uh, first back when he was 28. That's right. A triathlete. Yes. Many Peachtree Road Race finishes. Absolutely. Under, but we think about the state of Georgia, and we think about some of the things that he mentioned in terms of being healthy and be fit. We think about the obesity rates, not just here in our home state, but really across the region in the southeast. And you've been a pioneer for that. You've been a voice, sometimes in the dark, right. <laughs> for really that type of lifestyle. And if we think about Be Healthy Georgia, and we think about the work that you're doing with our youth, what are right. some of the things that you would say, and we just had Nicole Fegan, state champion, who obviously gets it. Yeah. But there are a lot of kids who will not be state champions Correct. as cross-country athletes but are not thinking about their fitness or setting patterns for their entire life right now. Sure. What is it that you knew when you were 24, 28? Right. What is it that you know now, but that you would tell somebody who's 12 or 14 to be thinking about that it's never too early? Well, I think all of us need some kind of discipline in our life, mm -hmm. right? And exercise is one of those things, for me in particular, being under so much stress, it is a stress reliever for me. And so for young people, it's wonderful to, to clear your mind, to be out there and be able to get your blood pumping. And so when you do that, your thoughts are much better and you have the ability to function better in the classroom as well. And plus, obviously, you're, if you feel good, uh, uh, you're going you're gonna to perform better as well. So, uh, so obviously, um, I've been involved in triathletes, uh, triathlons. Uh, and I love swimming. Uh, running is probably not one of those things that I enjoy the most. Okay. I love the cycle. But the older you get, uh, obviously, uh, you, you need the non-impact uh, aspect of it. But running is something that um, I was a high school football, college football player as well. And so uh, being, you know, being uh, involved in sports and, and, and running and working out has been part of my life for a long, long time. But honestly, the turning point for me was when I had a neck surgery. And okay. after that, um, I really began to, to really commit myself to uh, obviously a much more rigid uh, or, or uh, committed uh, regimen in terms of uh, exercise and, and nutrition as well. And so that's when I really took up swimming in particular, and then I started on the bike and then running back and started setting some goals. And so I think for young people, it's important that we have goals. We have something that we're striving for. And certainly uh, in running, uh, as well as cycling and swimming, all those things are very attainable and it's a, a great way to achieve things. So the, the word that was just used, discipline, I think if we think back to the word confidence that we talked about not that long ago, here's discipline. So obviously Lieutenant Governor has already announced running for right, governor. Right, right, right. Look how bright and cheery this face is after being on the treadmill. <laughs> coming back from neck surgery, and when we think about discipline, and we think about the things that you're doing, your schedule, I can't imagine there are too many people who are coming through these doors, or who unfortunately might not be coming to the Health and Fitness Expo, because they didn't sign up yet this year, Correct. look as bright and cheery and as ready to go as you. <laughs> well, How do you work the routine in with the schedule you keep, knowing your discipline, knowing right. that's an absolute requirement, maybe an occupational hazard even, Correct. but how do you make sure that it's just part of who you are? Well, I think that's an important piece because uh, I think a lot of times people get caught up in, well, I need to do it at this certain time, at this certain uh, part of the day, uh, whether it's two, three, four days a week. 
uh, for me, I can't have a certain time, and but that doesn't hold me back. So oftentimes I start at 5 a.m. in the morning to where I'm having to drive to a location. So you're not going to get that early morning workout, but you can obviously find a time in the day in which you get a run in uh, or possibly a swim in. Um, it's very difficult for me on the bike right now. A lot of that time is spent on the trainer uh, at home. But obviously, you know, your body just tells you. And for me, I can, I can, I know when I'm getting tired, right? And I need, I need those endorphins to get back going again. And uh, and and just a, sometimes, if it's not a run, if it's just sitting down um, or or do, doing some push-ups and you know, just some some general exercise. All of those things matter, and they help. And uh, I think it's wonderful for young people as well. Stay, you know, stay active. And, and and the key is to be you. I think so many people get caught up into, uh, well, I missed the day, or I missed, you know, I'm not able to to, to, to run an eight minute mile, or right. I'm not able to, you know. But but the reality is, you know, whatever you can do is going to make an impact, and you can keep striving towards whatever the uh, the goal that you're wanting to achieve. And whether it's to, to work up to a half marathon uh, or a full marathon, all of those things are important. And it's less about how fast you go and more about your ability to get out there and stay stay fit, stay healthy, and uh, be So Lieutenant Governor has been our Lieutenant Governor since 2004. Obviously, with the candidacy, your schedule is not going to get any easier no, no. in the years ahead. Right. What I heard there and what I would ask that you either second or maybe build on is sure. that you've made it a priority. Sure. But you also give yourself permission right. that when you have to alter when it happens during the day sure. or even what the workout is, right. going to the trainer because you can't get out on the roads on your mm -hmm. bike. Correct. Doing it in the middle part of the afternoon because a slot opens up that wasn't available early in the morning. Correct. There are so many of us that want to get into this fixed routine, and when we get out of that routine, the whole thing falls apart and we just walk away from it. Give me an idea and let us know when you say, I've got some flexibility or I give yeah. myself permission as I term it. Mm -hmm. What that permission looks like for somebody who's just getting started, trying to think back to the next surgery and come back. Somebody who's just getting started. Maybe they're 14, maybe they're 44. Sure. What do they need to know? Well, interestingly enough, when I had my next surgery, my uh, doctor, uh, I was going to physical uh, therapy, and he actually said, you need to get in the pool and start swimming to strengthen your back okay. muscles. And so that's what I began doing. And I was doing that at, at the college pool close to my home. And, uh, and I just fell in love with it. I mean, it was an absolutely wonderful workout. And it took time, right? I mean, you just don't get in the pool and just automatically, you know, swim a mile. Yeah, I mean, sure. it just takes time. And you have to be patient. But when I did that, I then started uh, riding a bike on a trainer. And I'd never really ridden a bike in terms of... Uh, uh, on the road uh, in a you know in a cycling uniform yeah, you know sure. so yeah, yeah. so, so yeah yeah you know we're we're in a little spandex yes. so so in, anyway it's a great little story but I was uh, I started doing that so I went back to my doctor and I said I'm swimming and and I'm you know now riding on the trainer I said what about me setting a goal to run uh, to do a, a, a triathlon uh, just one of the sprint triathlons on my one year anniversary of my next survey. He said, I think that'd be a great idea. So that gave me something to work towards, right? And so I started swimming more, started riding more, and then I ended up um, 
uh, finally getting out there on the road and getting my running going. So my, my year was coming. I, I had signed up for my sprint triathlon. And long story short, jumped in uh, the pool, got, uh, got through with the swim, uh, got to the bike. Uh, things went well. I was feeling real, real good about myself. Then I get to the run, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm <laughs> almost going to do it. After all this time, here I am. And so I'm running along, and all of a sudden, I have this guy run up beside me. And he says, aren't you the lieutenant governor? And I was a little prideful. You know, I was like, you know, I feel good. I mean, I've come through Especially all this struggle, Georgia, you know, right. all this other stuff. And this guy says, you know, I'm passing the lieutenant governor. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was making, you know, but, but it was a great, great accomplishment. And, and obviously, I, I think those are the things. Set those goals, milestones, what you want. All of us in life need goals. We need something to have passion and meaning in our lives. And, and exercise is one of those things. And it will make you a better person. And so what we've done through the Healthy uh, Kids Alliance, um, uh, the alliance here in Georgia, we, we, we have really transformed our public schools in so many ways. We have well over a thousand schools today uh, that really we didn't have before I became Lieutenant Governor that's committed to really striving for kids to get their, 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 their nutrition along with their exercise and, and, and through education uh, helping them. And so we've had schools that have reached the gold platinum uh, level, which is quite remarkable. And we really distinguished ourselves as a state in this particular area. So we're very, very proud of that. And we want to continue. I want to be obviously a, a public servant to give back to a state that has given me so much. And certainly these are ways in which we can do it. And you know, not that I'm a perfect individual, sure. so, uh, but the, the fact that you try to live a lifestyle that obviously encourages others and, uh, and it'll make a, it makes us a better person and obviously hopefully it'll in, in impact someone else in a positive way too. Well, and the thing that, that I think is important to pull out, if you think about coming back from a surgery and having that reason to get in the pool, low impact, and recognizing you have to do the rehabilitation. Everybody's reason might be different. Maybe it's because I have to lose a few pounds. Maybe it's because I want to spend more time with my son or with my daughter. Maybe it's because I have a neighbor who's very competitive and I know I can be better. Just ingest in what he or she is. But that's the reason. And Lieutenant Governor, you had that reason. And then he talked about setting goals and having that goal. And maybe it is just finishing your first Peachtree Road Race 10K next year if you're not signed up. Sure. But let's talk about those thousand schools. Last question, we'll let you go. We know sure. how busy you are. Yeah. A thousand schools that now have nutrition and fitness programs as part of what they're doing in a state and quite frankly in the part of the country that oftentimes stereotypically is way behind. Correct. So a thousand schools, that's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, it is. What do you believe the potential is for that program? If we look into the future, whether it's six months or 36 months, sure. we look into a first term as governor. Correct. What are some of the bars and some of the goals yeah. that you set for that type of program, that Healthy Kids Georgia Initiative? Well, I think first and foremost, uh, when we started this program, um, I challenged every school. And I, I had a goal to get 100 schools signed up under the uh, alliance. And, and quite honestly, uh, we surpassed that right out of the gate. And so we continue to build it. And now, obviously, in, uh, in 10 years, we're, we're now at uh, over 1,000. But honestly, we want every single school to do it. And there is, there is there are those that resist, and they resist because 
there are some things that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to change out your uh, your your you know your menus, but your vending machines, uh, all of those things change. Okay, but but it's all about creating this healthier lifestyle. And you know we're in the South, and in the South we like a lot of fried you know uh, food, and 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 all of that you know that, that's not all bad as long as it's in moderation, right? But. Um, but they've got to change out their menu. And so there's been a lot of resistance by some. But those that have uh, Spout Springs Elementary School is one of those. And I will tell you, it is remarkable to go in there and to witness and see how those kids behave, how they react, how they perform in the classroom, and how the community has really rallied around them as well. And uh, obviously they have competed and won on a national stage, which is very, very rare. But I want to see every school. I want to work to see every school do it because I do believe that it will improve uh, uh, schoolroom uh, or, or, or academic achievement as well. And so uh, we'll continue to work very hard on that. And if I'm elected to be, if I'm fortunate to be governor, uh, my wife will probably more than likely be more involved in doing that, which so is great. Well, she, yeah, sometime. yeah, she's uh, not able to run as much as she once did, but she's uh, big into yoga and uh, she does very well. And I will tell you too, I've actually taken up yoga, which uh, the older you get, the more, you know, uh, the less elasticity that you have and the importance of uh, stretching and all. So it's really helped me. I always fight through injuries. I had an IT band. And an injury that kind of sidelined me for a while, but it's been great to, to get back. So with the yoga, i got to ask you this, yeah, because sure, Coach sure. Bill Thorne made me look really bad. Oh, yeah, right. Can you touch your toes without bending your knees? Uh, no, I actually have to bend my knees okay, a little bit. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not very gifted in that area, but... Uh, but it's, you know, again, that's another thing is, I mean, I'm not that great. I don't look that good doing it. Uh, you know, you it's a little embarrassing, uh, you know, but the reality is uh, it does help. And so, uh, you know, you do all that you can and, uh, you know, it, and it all works out in the end. So it's been great. That's awesome. And welcome back to the Run ATL Podcast D2, our special episode around the AJC Peachtree Road Race. We are on the home stretch this is always so much fun. It will not be long before you and I are also executing our own plans on July 4th. I don't think it would be fair as we've encouraged our listeners to get out there, as we've tried to give them some guidance, as we've certainly kind of reached back into the archives to give them material they can use on the 4th as well as all year long. If we don't divulge what it is that we're going to be doing on that wonderful morning that soon awaits us. What about you? What does July 4th hold for you this year? So I will be running the uh, AC Peachtree Road Race. Awesome. I, 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 you know, as a member, I secured my entry early on, so I knew I was running it. Um, I, I have no plans to race it. This is going to be a fun run uh, for me. I've always okay. tried to race it, even though you can't really PR. So can you hold yourself to that, or is it possible that once you start, the mindset will change? No, and I and I have two reasons. All right, I'd like to hear both. So I know that we have a friend of ours, Bob, who is usually on the course and usually has beer. Peachtree Battle, he on does. Peachtree Battle, he usually has a beer. And I've missed out on that, and he has one of our favorite beers, Typically, it will have a shake porter. Nice. And um, so that is my goal is to stop by, say hi to Bob, because I don't see him often enough, but I know he's out there, and have a beer and enjoy Good a beer for with you. him. Yes, right? he handed me a terrific one last year. Right. I will 
look forward to hearing if yours is as good. You've already got your mind set on what he's going to hand you. Well, I think that's what I have. I know that's what he had last year. I don't know if that's what we'll have, he'll have this, this year, but I, I know I won't be disappointed. But prior to that... This if, is reason number two. This is reason number two, although it will not happen in this order. I don't think it will happen in this order because I do think I will be making a stop somewhere along Buckhead because there will be something that you will now introduce because wow, I was what a stop great by. segue. That's awesome. So, so I didn't know you were going to be so perfect in your setup in terms of my plans. Well, as the director of marketing, I think, you know, I, I'm I, we have not finalized plans yet and we're teasing this, but might do a Facebook Live, might shoot some video, don't know yet. It will, will that's yet to be determined, but I now throw it to you because you will be the reason, one of the reasons why I'll be stopping uh, along the course. That's awesome. Yes. Well, and we'll have to rival that with your stop at Bob's, but I do believe that I will be north of where Bob is. For those of you who have not heard this about the course, or this is your first year doing the race, D2 indicates where Peachtree Battle is through his indication. Peachtree Battle, first half of the course, far more downhill than uphill. The back half, far more uphill than downhill or flat. So keep that in mind if this is your first year. It's not an easy course to negative split. Do not go all out in the first three miles if you have any concerns about going the distance because the last three miles are even harder. But D2, you could not have set that any better up for me to say I will not be running the race this year. I too am a proud Atlanta Track Club member neglected to sign up for the race because we've been working on a project for almost three years that will finally get unveiled. As it should, it's kind of like when you have a new movie or a new toy, it comes out in the holiday season. Our new toy is going to come out with the AJC Peachtree Road Race. We have Big Peach on wheels. This is an absolutely thrilling opportunity, not just for us, but I believe for the entire marketplace. We've got a 30-foot truck that's kind of what I'm terming corporate hospitality vehicle meets food truck as a full-on, full-fledged, super cool retail experience. We'll have a footwear wall. We'll have merchandise. The music will be rocking. Multiple video screens. This is going to be a vehicle that captures your attention and certainly stirs your imagination. We are picking it up, as you know, and now as we tell everyone here on the Run ATL podcast on July the 3rd. So my decision way back in the way back not to register has panned out because I was hoping we would have it ready by this particular date. We will, not by much, by a few hours, but we will be on the course entertaining, hopefully enjoying everyone as they go by and introducing them to Big Peach on wheels. I could not be more stoked about this and using it in environments where corporate wellness is alive and well, in apartment and other residential communities, certainly at the finish line of local races all the time. In all kinds of places, we're going to be able to go to our guests as opposed to expecting them always to come to us. It's going to be super, super cool. Yeah, this is really going to be really cool. I mean, I I got a, a peek at the truck as it was delivered when it was just a shell and it was just a, a white truck. And we've worked on the graphics. We've seen the graphics. And it is going to look it's going to look sharp. I mean, you're going to see this coming down the road. And I can't wait to see it on, on July 4th. It's going to look sharp. It's going to be super functional. I think it will redefine one of the ways we have the good fortune of connecting with this amazing, what I say, the best place to be a runner or walker on the planet. And with that, 
We will bid you adieu, but not before we say good luck and best of fortune to all of you, our friends who are registered and already planning on having the time of your life on July 4th as part of the 49th running of the AJC Peachtree Road Race. We know you will have a time to remember and we know it very much will be part of why we say, may your best miles be those covered on foot.